Hello and welcome to another edition of According to the Scriptures. My name is Mike Crosby and I am the minister of the South Garland Church of Christ located in Garland, Texas. Today we're going to be talking about a program that is very vital to all of us. What does it mean to receive the word? But before we actually get into that, I'd like to encourage you watching us the same way Paul encouraged the church at Corinth in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, beginning in verse number 1. In verse 1, he says he preached unto them the gospel. In verse number 2, he tells them if they remember this gospel or keep this gospel in remembrance, they will be saved. But in verse 3, what is that gospel about? And I'll tell you, it says how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. That's why everything that we'll say in this broadcast will be about the gospel of Jesus Christ and it will be according to the scriptures. Again, our topic this morning is what does it mean to receive the word? And that's coming straight from Acts chapter 2 in the verses number 41. And the Bible reads, then they that gladly received his word were baptized. And the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Today, joining me on this very fine broadcast are two wonderful gospel preachers. First off, I'd like to introduce Brother David McElwain of the Downtown Church of Christ located in Cedar Hill, Texas. Brother David, it's good to have you today, sir. Mike, it's great to be here. I'm looking forward to being on the program and sharing with you the, the scriptures and helping the audience to have a better understanding of what God would have them to do. Amen, brother. I appreciate that. Also joining us is Brother Jerry Norris, the minister of the 4th Avenue Church of Christ located in Dallas, Texas. Brother Jerry, good to see you again, brother. Good to be here, Mike. I hope that our being here will do a lot of good to our audience and uh, learning more about scripture. I will help the audience and us that we receive the word. Amen. Now, speaking of receiving the word, notice that the Bible writes, then they that gladly received his word. Who are those individuals that receive the word on the day of Pentecost, Jerry? You know, I like this question because it excites me every time I hear about those that were on Pentecost and how they uh, were excited about receiving the gospel. The Bible said they were uh, Acts chapter 2, there were Parthian, Medes, Elamites, dwellers in Mesopotamia. There were an array of different nationalities of mm -hmm. people that had uh, uh, come to devout Jews, the Bible called, had come together to hear the gospel. Remember, this is according to the commission that Jesus had given before uh, he de uh, descended back into heaven. He told his disciples to go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. Amen. They had heard the gospel. This is the same word that uh, the Bible said John said in John chapter 1. Uh, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. The word was God. It came, became flesh and dwelt among men. Mm -hmm. So they were hearing about Jesus. They were hearing about him be, uh, prior to uh, his, uh, his, his ascension into uh, heaven had had uh, had undertaken. His disciples now were preaching ap after the first Pentecost when the church had its establishment. Mm -hmm. They were excited about receiving the word or how to become saved because their question was in verse 37, as we know, what must I do in order to be saved? So yes, these sir. were men that were seeking uh, to know more about Jesus. Amen. And and those those individuals, uh, Brother David, I'm, I'm going to ask you, those individuals uh, who received the word, what did they do? What does that, what does that mean? Uh, uh, 
Brother Jerry has told us who they were, and, and if I'm not mistaken, Acts chapter 2, verse 5 says they were devout men under every nation under heaven. So nobody is excluded. All, all races are included in this. Uh, but what did they do? How did they receive it? They had to be willing to believe what Peter and the rest of the apostles were speaking on that day of Pentecost, mm -hmm. bringing them the, the word of God, explaining the prophecies that had been made concerning Jesus. Not only did they need to believe it, then they had to be willing to believe it to the point that they were willing to repent or to change their life from their sins, turn away from their sins, stop sinning, and turn to God. And that's a hard part for man to do at times is Absolutely. to make that change yes. uh, from past sins and to acknowledge I have to do away with all of them. And then they need to be willing to be baptized, yes. and that's a, a word that is used more in the church and a lot of misunderstanding with it, but basically the word simply means immersion or to be put under the water. And that Acts 2.38 reminds us that it was to be for or in order to receive the forgiveness or the remission of their sins. Amen. And then they would be blessed as a result of that. Now, speaking of the blessing, and I'm going I'm to I'm stay with you on this one, um, when man receives the word, because uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, it, well, if we look at Acts 2, chapter 40, uh, Peter, you know, Peter says, save yourselves. He says, save yourselves. So he's talking to people uh, who received his word, and, but part of receiving the word, the blessing was to save yourself. Uh, how, how does that work? What does that mean? Well, in order to save themselves, they had to, again, be willing to put the old man of sin to death. Mm -hmm. as Paul would explain in Romans 6, verses 3 and 4, mm -hmm. and then be buried in the likeness of Christ's death in order that they may be raised in the likeness of his resurrection, to walk in a new life. And when they do that, then they're saving themselves from their past sins. Mm -hmm. But that can only come about in obedience to Christ and his word. So salvation comes from obedience, but the obedience has to be according to the word. So um, can I then say, Jerry that if receiving the word means saving yourself, that rejecting the word means condemning yourself. Yeah, uh, uh, Paul, the Bible said then Paul and Barnabas uh, was waxed bold and said it was necessary that the word of God should first have been spoken to you. But mm -hmm. seeing that you have, uh, uh, seeing you have uh, put it from uh, you, you have uh, uh, judged yourself unworthy of mm -hmm. receiving the word. And so then, uh, and I'm glad that the word is there to be receptive of man. Mm -hmm. uh, he either, and he has, and God has made us free moral aid. Mm -hmm. Either we can receive it or reject it. Mm -hmm. uh, putting the word away from us uh, is rejecting the word uh, of God. Those that were, the Bible said in Matthew 13 uh, concerning uh, the sower, uh, how that he would sow seeds into different soil. Those that seeds that fell on the stony ground were seeds that had no roots. Those mm -hmm. that uh, fell on unfertile soil that couldn't grow, but those that were received the word of God fell into the hearts of men so that now they can receive the word of God and be saved. Amen. Now, how much of it do I receive? Because, you know, when we look at all of the religious world the religious world about us. Yes, sir. You know, we have some doing some things and some doing others, but, uh, and, and, and basically, religion has become a smorgasbord when it comes to serving God. So, uh, David, uh, when I receive the word, do I have to receive all of it? Yes, uh, according to, to James 2 and verse 10, for 
whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, mm -hmm. he's guilty of all. He has to be willing to keep all that God has said throughout his life. Mm -hmm. And he does not have the freedom to pick and choose. If he did, then that means that man was the authority right. rather than God being the authority. Mm -hmm. And we're reminded, for example, in what we call the Great Commission mm -hmm. in Matthew chapter 28. I start at verse 18. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Mm -hmm. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, right. baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. It's verse 20 that we need to pay attention to, teaching them to observe all things, not some things, not most things, but teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. Right. Not just what I've suggested to you or gave you guidelines, but what I've commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Now, you bring up an excellent point. Uh, what needs to be received is what Jesus commanded. We don't necessarily fall back onto what Moses commanded or even some of the practices that David did. We are to receive what Jesus has commanded, and that's, that's what saves us. All right, so, so gentlemen, um, let me ask this. It, it's just like... Um, you know, a number of us have traveled on vacations, mm -hmm. and so you know, every now and then you gotta you gotta pick up your luggage and you gotta carry it. But see, in order for me to pick up another bag, I'm gonna have to put down the bag that I got in my hand. So to receive the entire word, I'm gonna have to put something down. Am I not? So uh, receiving the word requires man to give up what he finds now to be error. Again, David has already said yes. that we have to follow what Jesus has commanded. So what do we have to actually give up, um, Brother Norris? Receiving the word uh, requires man giving up error. And you remember Jesus when he, in talking with his disciples in the upper room of John 17 and 17. In other words, he was setting them apart. Uh, what, we, uh, what the Bible says, sanctification, sanctify. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, Jesus prayed sanctify them that word that word is true mm -hmm. so they were set apart mm -hmm. and so uh in 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 when man is giving up error uh to receive the word of god which he does not like to do because sometimes error is flashy the devil flash sin and make mm -hmm. sin uh glitter and glorious to you and paul and uh did and remember paul in in philippians chapter 3 uh, verses th four through seven, though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh that he had whereof he might trust in the flesh. Paul says, I'm more circumcised in the eighth day of the stock of Israel, mm -hmm. of the tribe of Benjamin, as a Hebrew of the Hebrews, he said, as touching the Jews, the Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church. Mm -hmm. Now he's telling you what he done in his past. He had to give up that error in order to be acceptable to Jesus. And then he says, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless, but what things were gained for me, he says, these things that, that I did in my past were right. maybe many, uh, beneficial to me. He said, though I counted loss for Christ's sake, mm -hmm. I had to give up all that worldliness. Paul is saying, I had to give up the thing that uh, attracted me to the world to receive Christ in my life. Amen. Now, gentlemen, this is to both of you because I don't want to leave this point too quickly. Uh, this is a very, very valid point. Now, David, you brought out that it first begins, the greatest commandment is loving God. Mm -hmm. And if I really love God, then I remember Jesus saying that whosoever loveth father or mother more than me 
or sister or brother or father-in-law or mother-in-law more than me. He's not worthy to be my disciple. What if a person comes to truth and they recognize that what they've been taught all their life, as Paul did, and yes. you brought that up, yes. as Paul did, he finds, that, finds out that that information is an error, but because mommy and daddy or grandmother and grandfather are part of this doctrine, uh, they don't want to give that up because they don't want to seem like they're turning their back on their family. So, gentlemen, uh, please chime in and, and, and explain that receiving the word means what in this case? One has to be willing to really follow Jesus even if it means separation from family, physical family. And what we're being asked to do is nothing new than what has already been done. And that's what sometimes people need to re be reminded of. Go back to the day of Pentecost. Mm -hmm. Every one of those Jews that gladly received the word and were baptized for the remission of their sins had to give up their religious faith that they had been following and which was also the faith of their fathers and yes. forefathers. And they had to be willing to say, regardless of what they did, I have to be willing to follow what Jesus is now teaching me. Mm -hmm. And if it means leaving my family, then I need to leave my family. Mm -hmm. uh, because it's my salvation. It's not a universal or a group salvation. It's an individual <laughs> salvation. And it doesn't matter what my parents believe. Yeah, I have to be willing to obey the commands that Jesus had given through his word. Amen. Jerry? Uh, you're, the story in Matthew 19 uh, of the one that came to Jesus and said unto him, Good master, he says, what, what must I do that I shall inherit eternal life? He's mm -hmm. seeking now. What, what do I do? You know, he, and Jesus goes through a list of things that he had to do. He, they, he, he said, there is none good but one. That is, Jesus asked him, why did he call him good? And he said, there's none good but one. Mm -hmm. um, that is God. But if thou will enter into life, he said, this is what you have to do. Keep the commandments. He says unto him, well, I, which commandments? He said, Jesus said, thou shalt do uh, no murder. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Mm -hmm. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Mm -hmm. And then he says, honor thy father and thy mother. And thou shalt be, uh, love thy neighbor as thyself. And so this young man said, you know, hey, I've done all of that. You know, I've done all of that. What, what do I do now? What, what lack I yet? Mm -hmm. And uh, the answer was bewilderment to him because he didn't want to hear the answer. Uh, Jesus said unto him, If thou uh, will be perfect, go and sell that you have and give it to the poor. Now that's what he didn't want to do mm -hmm. uh, because it's evident. Uh, and thou shalt uh, have treasures in heaven, Jesus said. Mm -hmm. And then he says, Come and follow me. Mm -hmm. But we do know the story of the young man. I heard that saying, and the Bible said that he went away sorrowful. Mm -hmm. uh, and the reason being because he had, as David said, he had a lot of the world that he didn't want to give up. Uh, mother and father probably had inherited, uh, uh, gained it through inheritance. However, he uh, gained his substance, but he his his attitude was he was he was sorrowful that he had to give up the worldly possession in order to follow the law. Amen. Now going back to that, what you said when Jesus told this rich young man, uh -huh. "Come and follow me," mm -hmm. and coming to follow Jesus often will mean leaving others behind. Both of you have pointed yes. that out. But, you know, the interesting thing is, uh, I think each of us as preachers, we've met other preachers in other uh, religions, yeah. other teachings, other doctrines. And one prevailing thing that I think just about all of us have heard was 
they cannot argue with the doctrine that we teach, but one of the things they have a problem with is when they come over to the church, they lose whatever position or whatever status they, they may have. You know, I've been said, well, if I come over there, what, what am I going to be? You know, what, what, what's my title going to be? Mm -hmm. And so, uh, again, when coming to Jesus means you're going to have to give up something. Uh, it, there's only one title uh, that's that's worth having, that's right. and that's head, and that's already taken. That's, that's already filled. taken. Yes. So, gentlemen, uh, what what can we what can we do to encourage people who may feel like they're giving up something by coming and following Jesus? Well, they are giving up something. Uh, Jesus over in Mark the eighth chapter, mm -hmm. uh, in verse thirty four and following, for whoever desires to come after me, let him deny, deny himself. himself. And do what? Take up the cross. Mm -hmm. And the cross is not a heavy burden or a hardship placed upon you. The cross is for crucifixion, mm -hmm. putting self to death. Take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. Mm -hmm. And whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospel's sake will save it. Mm -hmm. And it's the next two verses. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? If I leave whatever it is in the world, if it's prestige, if it's a position of honor, if it's wealth, what do I profit if I gain the whole world mm -hmm. and I lose my soul? Amen. And that's the problem that many religious people have is if I leave what I'm following to do what I believe the Bible teaches, I will lose either my income or I will lose prestige. Mm -hmm. But what do you gain if you have that and you lose your soul? Amen. Amen. I, just to add to what uh, Brother McElwain was saying, I, and um, uh, Mark's letter, uh, his writing was, it was a daily experience. You know, we have to, we have to, we have to give up things on a daily basis in order to follow the Lord. You know, taking up our cross means that we're laying, Paul said, you know, hey, I was chief at one time. I, yes, was, I had positions. I had clout. But I had to leave that in order to follow the Lord. And so uh, uh, the letter of Mark says that we have to, uh, if you're going to follow Jesus, you have to be willing to to lay down your, your burden, mm -hmm. lay down your, all your uh, thing that you've accomplished uh, in this life. If they, uh, if they are between you and the Lord, mm -hmm. you've got to lay them down in order to pick up the cross. And notice that you have to drop something in order to pick something up. Absolutely. In other words, we have to put our burdens down. That old song we used to sing, gonna lay my burdens down. Yes, sir. We have to lay our burdens down and pick up the cross in order to move forward with the Lord. So when I come to pick up Jesus, mm -hmm. I have to empty my hands of everything that I once held dear just to grab onto him. Is that what you guys are talking about? That's what we're saying. Yeah. And it's... I mean, we know from life itself that everything that we see, everything that we touch, everything we have is transit. Mm -hmm. It all fades as time unfolds. And we're looking for that which is eternal, that we can stay with. And uh, we always are losing things as, I mean, as we grow older, what's important to me 50 years ago is not important to me now. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I need to remind myself of that. Well, I need to seek what is important, and I need to let, let go of my life and the things that I see as important and search that what's doing what all things that Jesus has commanded us to do. 
You find it, for example, over in, in Acts 24. Yes, sir. In verses 24 and 25. And after certain days when Felix came with his wife Drusilla, mm -hmm. who was a Jewess, mm -hmm. he sent for Paul and heard him concerning the faith in Christ. Mm -hmm. And as he reasoned of righteousness, temperance, and judgment to come, Felix trembled and answered, Go thy way for this time, and when I have a convenient season, I'll call for you. And it's important to know that Paul was preaching to Felix the very things that Felix needed to hear. Yes, sir. And for, for his lifestyle, he needed to hear about righteousness. Mm -hmm. And he needed to hear, learn about temperance or self-control. And Felix wasn't doing either one of those. Mm -hmm. And he needed to know, and it's interesting that as Paul is preaching to a Roman governor. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. He needed to have a knowledge that there was a judgment to come. Yes, sir. And he needed to change. And there's a word in there that I love, and, 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 and we've only got a few moments left, but I want us to hit this. Felix said, come back when it's convenient. Mm -hmm. For some people, living a Christian life just is not convenient. convenient. You know, it's interesting, uh, uh, Mike, that you answered the question, and, and David hits it right on the head, but... Uh, Paul was in prison under the governor at the time of this writing. And so uh, uh, Felix Felix had opportunity mm -hmm. to release Paul, but he didn't. Right. He had opportunity to release him, but he didn't. So Paul preaching to the prisoners now. And I'm sure word got back to Felix to where he could, and then when Paul preaching to Felix, you know, he probably, Felix probably, you know, paraphrasing you, I've heard this message before, sounds good. Uh, I'm excited about it. You know, he he had Drusilla there, a, a woman that he shouldn't have had in the first place uh, <laughs> because of some ramifications. But uh, when Paul's message was preached to him, uh, he probably was awkward to Felix at this time. To mm. receive this word is kind of awkward. And to sometimes to preach to men in nowadays times, sometimes it's kind of awkward uh, because they're, they're either dealing with uh, a different job or different experiences. They're, they're in something they shouldn't mm -hmm. be in and refusing to give it up because of monetary gains. And so now they're saying, you know, you, you're at the wrong time. You know, you need to come back to me when, when I really have time for you. Come back to me when I'm through making when money. When I'm through making money. When I'm through running the streets yes, or sir. when I'm through uh, playing around, sowing my wild oats. You know, right now Christianity just isn't a convenient life. What do you have to say about that, Brother David? That's the temptation or the lure that Satan puts out there. Yes. That Christianity is a difficult life. Yes, sir. It, it restricts you, and it, they don't realize that in Christ you have freedom. Mm -hmm. You're not carrying the guilt. You're not having to worry about having to please people. But, it's again, it's the same thing that, again, they stopped to Felix. It's hard for a person to realize that need to let go as we mentioned earlier, to repent or mm -hmm. to change the lifestyle mm -hmm. and to believe that when you have done that, you have received an abundant life here mm -hmm. and then the hope of an eternal life with God one day. Amen. And you have no fear of that judgment. Amen. Amen. Now, seeing the two examples that you brethren gave me, you gave me Felix and his wife, Drusilla. So we're talking about uh, a, an older established couple, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And then the example, Jerry, that you gave me was about a rich young ruler. Mm -hmm. So whether you are older and married or young and, and, rich, and, or and rich or poor, 
you still have to find the time and find find the the sincerity and commitment and dedication to receive the word. Now, let me wrap this up, okay? Uh, for a man to be eternally saved, shouldn't he just do more than just to receive the word? What, what else should that word do for him? Once, once he, It's more than just saying, okay, I believe it, and I'm going to repent, I'm going to be baptized. What more, what more needs to be done in, in the reception of God's word? Well, you know, we stated this earlier in Matthew 13, but he that receiveth the seed into stony places, the same is he that heareth the word, mm -hmm. that heareth the word. And uh, Anon, with joy, uh, uh, the Bible said, receiveth it, yet uh, hath he not a root in himself, but, but uh, during, for a while, for when tribulation or persecution arise because of the word, by and by he is offended. In other words, uh, the word is there for him to receive, but he does not receive it because of some obstacle in the way, or it didn't really penetrate his heart. The Bible goes on to say, he also that receiveth the seed among thorns is he that heareth the word and the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches uh, choke the word uh, and he becomes unfruitful. Yes, sir. He becomes unfruitful. So then he allowed the world to choke the word out of him. Mm -hmm. But then he said, the Bible said, but he that receiveth the seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word and and understandeth what he's mm -hmm. heard, and uh, which also uh, beareth fruit and bringeth forth some hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Though they received the word on Pentecost, had the same opportunity to do the same very same thing. So it has to be more than just enter into the head. Yes, sir. It's got to enter where? Into the heart. And into the, the heart. And into the life. And absolutely. Uh, when I tell a person I'm a Christian. It's more than with lip service. It's got to be with life service. Yes. Well, gentlemen, I've, we've got to wrap this up, and I want to take the time. I want to thank uh, Brother David McElwain from the uh, Downtown Church of Christ located in Cedar Hill, Texas. I also want to take the time to thank Brother Jerry Norris, the minister of the Fourth Avenue Church of Christ in, in Dallas, Texas, close to Fair Park. So in this life, we have many storms, and although we cannot prevent the storms from coming, we know where we can find shelter in those storms according to the scripture, hearing God's word, believing it with all of our heart, willing to change or repent from our way and accepting his way, confessing not only with our lips, but as it was brought out by both of these gentlemen, with our life that he is the son of God, and then being born again in the watery grave of baptism. That's how when Peter said, save yourself, that's how 3,000 on the day of Pentecost became saved and added to the Lord's church. My name is Mike Crosby. We look forward to being with you again in According to the Scriptures. May God bless you. We'd like to thank you for watching our broadcast today. If you would like copies of our materials, feel free to contact us at the number and email address at the bottom of your screen, and they can be sent to you at no charge. May God continue to bless us all as we walk our life according to the Scriptures.